afternoon and welcome to your Roy Roos podcast, your hub for your nine-time World Series champion, Boston Red Sox, your six-time Super Bowl champion, New England Patriots, your 17-time NBA champion, Boston Celtics, your six-time Stanley Cup champion, Boston Bruins, your 11-time national champions in football, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, your 51-time Scottish Premier League champion, Celtic football, your six-time or six-time English Premier League champion, Chelsea football, your Gonzaga men's basketball team, your Wright State baseball team, and your five-time national champions in college hockey, the Boston College Eagles. I'm your host, Tom O'Shea, also known as the Junkyard Dog, also known as T.O. Schwiggins, and can't change that. All right, let's get into it. All right, a lot of news has happened. Um, David Posnock uh, had another hat trick, his second of the year and 10th of his career. Celtics are starting to kind of piss a lot of people off right now. And for Celtic football, they might be getting a new manager pretty soon, or at least until next, or till after this season, because Neil Lennon has decided to resign as Celtic manager of or manager of Celtic football. So he, so the Neil Lennon error is over. We'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. But first, let's see. So yeah, pretty nice week today. Yeah, very sunny out. It's really nice outside right now. Yeah, very warm. I mean, spring is starting to come around. Spring is starting to come around. Yeah. Baseball weather. Yeah, and that. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see, managers. I'm trying to find. Trying to find something here for the stat. All right. Um, that's not what. All right. Something managers, 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 managers. Oh, my God. We cannot find this. All right. All right. Sorry. So, yeah. So, oh, here we are. All right. Okay. So, let's see. Let's get into some news. So, the last time we talked was Saturday. Yeah. So, we just got done recording a basketball game for Norman Community. So, yeah, by the way, they won. They basically kicked butt in this game against uh, uh, Prairie Central. Yeah, they basically, yeah, 62 to 44. Yeah, it was pretty neat. Yeah, pretty great game. They've been winning a few lately. Like, I think, like, this is third in a row. So, very good. Awesome. Yeah, especially at, at – this is a basically rebound after literally a week ago today where, like, they lost to Danville and it looks like they got their – Teachers handed to them too. Yeah, not a great game. All right. So when we last talked, it looked like um what's oh here we are. Here we are. So last time we talked, Boston College took on uh Maine um in Boston, I believe, and they end up winning three nothing. So let's get into that game. Maine. So they're getting close to the end of the season so far. I think uh this is the postseason starts this week, I believe. Yeah, and they play in the Hockey East Tournament. I think they're the number one seed. Either number one or number two. Depends. Okay, so to begin with, in the second period, Gil Pat or Patrick Gills gets a goal for the Eagles to make it one nothing. And then on a power play goal in the third period, Alec Newhook, or Newhook got a goal to make it 2 nothing. And then in the third period to wrap it up and the decider, or Copley Ambrose, Scored a goal for, uh, scored a goal for the Eagles to make it three nothing. That's where your final score would stand. Eagles win, or 
Boston College Eagles win for Boston for Boston as they end up, yeah, closing out or getting close to the end of the season as their record at this point is 15-3-1. So 15 wins, three losses, and one tie. Um, tie kind of – they did go in a shootout and lost that game, but, yeah. So, all right. And then um, Gonzaga men's basketball team, they took on uh, San Diego and – it wasn't a contest. Like I watched it. I watched this game in my parents' house, and they were just like surprised that Gonzaga was just that good and scoring that many points. Yeah, they basically just steamrolled over San Diego. As get this, your final score, one hundred and six to sixty nine. Yeah, it was a blowout. Yeah, that's why I mean this team's really good. I mean they've been blowing people out. I think there only been like either one or two games where. They scored or 10 or less points in a game. So that's pretty good. I mean, I mean, considering that um they kind of had some ups and downs too, and like knowing that um, yeah, this has been a pretty good game. This has been a pretty good season so far. Let's keep it rolling. They do play tonight though against Loyola Marymount. That'll be the regular season finale, and then comes the conference tournaments. All right. So box score. No, no, we're on the wrong one. All right. Here we are. So my top performer in this one, um, my top five were um, Drew Timmy with 21 points, um, Corey Kispert, or actually um, Jalen Suggs with 17 points, Corey Kitsburg with 16, Andrew Nimhard with 12, and um, Antoine or Anton Watson with seven. Well, actually, hold on, oh, oh, wait, oh. actually, it's a. Uh, or uh, Dom Harris with uh, eight points off the bench. All right. Sorry about that. So at this point, they are still 22-0, and 0, still num ranked number one in the land. All right. Awesome. Very good. Keep on rolling. All right. And then Celtic football played against Ross County on Sunday, and it wasn't great. It wasn't great. Celtic football basically just – outperformed there was no score until after the half and then after that ross county got on the board they scored to and that would be the decider in that one as celtic football end up losing this one to ross county again they can't they seem to kind of get beat by ross county i don't know what is it but yeah ross county i don't think they're that good but okay yeah so anyway so the only goal was in the 71st minute of uh in the game so late in the game uh white of uh, ross county got the only goal of the game to make it one nil uh ross county and that's where your final score would stand not great nope 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 and they're not giving me what record at the time was so i mean we'll talk we'll give you the actual record of what it is now at by the end of the show all right and then Boston Celtics went to New Orleans and took on the Pelicans. And whew, do we need to go over this game? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. All right. So the Boston Celtics at, had, at one point in the third quarter had a 24-point lead. A 24-point lead. You think, okay, pretty neat win. Pretty neat win. All right. Just keep on rolling. Nope, they're gonna blow this lead, and basically that's what they did. Um, they blow the lead. They um, 
They did take it into overtime. No, uh, Jason Tatum was able to take it in overtime. They end up losing in overtime. Your final score, Celtics 120, or uh, Pelicans 120, Celtics 115. Not, yeah, a lot of people were pretty mad. I was really mad after the game. I was really cursing at the television, which, I mean, sometimes it happens, but rarely. But it's just, how? How do you blow a 24-point lead? I mean, they're, they were comparing it to, like, um, Super Bowl 51, where the Patriots were down by 25 points and end up coming back, forcing the game in overtime, and winning that game in overtime, and winning Super Bowl 51, their fifth in franchise history at the time. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of the equivalent, except this was a Boston team that blew the lead and not the other way around. It was just infuriating. I mean, really. All right, my top performer in points, it was uh, Jason Tatum with 32, uh, Jalen Brown with 25, uh, Kemba Walker and Tristan Thompson with uh, 14 points together, and then uh, Aaron Neesmith off the bench with uh, 10 points. And then everybody else was just basically, yeah, well, I mean, uh, Robert Williamsford did have 13 rebounds, so that was the most on the team. So you do have to give credit to that. He was grabbing the most boards of the game. Yeah. So at this point, the Celtics are 15 and 15. They were at 500. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. All right. Good news, Notre Dame football. Um, it looks like they have landed a uh, four-star recruit, number 21 in the class of 2022, running back J- or Jahari or J- or Jairian Price. Very good. Looking like it's pretty good. I mean, he really did make a very glorified uh, um, post when he posted saying committed, and then like he showed him and playing in his uh, high school playing days, and then saying showing the Notre Dame leprechaun and. Notre Dame logo saying committed. So it looks like he is coming to Notre Dame football, I think, next year, maybe 2022. But, yeah, class of 2022. So he'll be in 2022. So very good. All right, awesome. I kind of want to see, like, if this is going to be, like, uh, Kyron Williams' replacement or something like that or play alongside Kyron Williams. Oh, wait, hold on. What grade is Kyron Williams? I mean, is he even going into the draft if that's the case? We should know this, but I don't know. I, I don't know why we don't know this, but all right. It's bad on our part. All right. Kyron Williams. Oh, we, we should go to the roster here. All right. Here we go. All right. Kyron Williams. Kyron Williams. Go. Oh, wow. This is a. Holy shit. <laughs> all right. Here we are. Oh. Ugh. Okay, what? Oh my God! Here are Kyron Williams. So he will be a sophomore. So he'll probably play alongside Kyron Williams if, if yeah, if uh, he doesn't go into the draft. If he goes in the draft or gets starts going in the draft uh, next year or so, then yeah, he might be the replacement for Kyron Williams. I'm kind of excited. Yeah, get some of that recruits. Yeah. All right. Then the Bruins went to Lake Tahoe in um, um, Nevada. And I got to say, they basically just once again blew out the Philadelphia Flyers. Your final score from Lake Tahoe or Tahoe, 7 3 Bruins win. Yeah, awesome. Very good. 
Let's see. And this is the game where I said uh, David Pasternak had a, a hat trick, his uh, second. So a hat trick for old Pasta. All right, let's see. All right, so David Pasternak, he got the first goal of the game right from the get-go to make it 1-0 Bruins. And then the Flyers scored two unanswered goals to make it 2-1 Philadelphia. Uh, Charlie McAvoy tied it up before the end of the first period to make it 2-2. And then Pasternak got his third goal or first or second goal of the game with literally – uh, less time beginning in the second period, right from the get-go, three to two Bruins lead. And then Charlie Coyle got a goal to make it four to two Bruins. And then Trent Frederick got his first goal of the year and probably his first as a Boston Bruin to make it five to two Bruins. And then Nick Ritchie got a goal in, to make it six to two Bruins at the end of the second period. And then uh, Jake Van Rienstijk of the Flyers did get a power play goal for the. 76ers, but that was about it after that. But then after that, Pasternak got his first goal of the game, assisted by Jack Stanika to make it 7-3. That's where your final score would stand. Bruins at this point are 11, or at this point after this game, were 11-3-2. So 11 wins, 3 losses, and 2 overtime losses. So awesome. Very good. Awesome. Way to win a Lake Tau hole. But you're probably not going to like what they did after this week. Um, but we'll get into that in a little bit. All right. So after literally a weekend where inclement weather in Nashville was preventing Wright State baseball from playing their uh, games, they ended up playing eventually. And Wright State baseball finally started their season against Vanderbilt, the defending national champion Vanderbilt. Uh, Commodores, and the reason I said defending national champion uh, Commodores, even though they won that uh, title in uh, 2019 and we're now in 2021, so that's two years later, there was no season, or I mean, there was a season, but it ended abruptly in 2020 or uh, 2020 because of, you guessed it, COVID. That was right when the COVID uh um, COVID outbreak started. That's where everything got shut down. So they didn't have a World Series this year. So that's why I kind of said uh, Vanderbilt is still the defending national champions, even though that title was in 2019. All right. So they played their first game on Monday against Vanderbilt, and they basically just got lit up pretty bad. Pitching from Kumar Rocker, who possibly will be going in the MLB draft as the number one pick, probably go to Pittsburgh. Um, basically was wielding and dealing and um, right state just didn't have any answers. Just only gave, or only had like five hits. I think the first one was basically in, I believe either the fourth or third or fourth inning. And that was a double. But after that, they, they just couldn't find any answers for uh, Kumar Rocker. Your final score, uh, Vanderbilt 14, uh, Wright State 1. All right, so here we go. So, so Vanderbilt, so Kolick uh, doubled in the right center field to score uh, Nolan to make it one nothing Vanderbilt. Then Keegan doubled down the right field line or down the right field line, uh, score Kolick to make it two nothing Vanderbilt. Then Isaiah Thomas, yes, kind of like the same spelling as Celtics. Isaiah Thomas um, hit a home hit a what? Well, huh? All right, hit a 
two or hit a two wait hit a solo homer to make it three nothing Vanderbilt. Then Gonzalez hit a two run homer to make it five nothing Vanderbilt. Bradfield score Bradfield Jr. scores and himself. And then Keegan reached on a fielding or fielder's choice that scored an RBI, which was uh, Isaiah Thomas to make it 6-0 Vanderbilt. Then Gonzalez hit by pitch with the bases loaded to score Nolan, 7-0 Vanderbilt. Nolan doubled in the seventh inning to score uh, Young to make it, I should have said like any, what any it was, uh, to make it 8-0. And then in the bottom of the, or in the seventh, and then the bottom of the eighth inning, uh, Sass for a van or for right state doubled down the left or left in the left center to score uh or Luke or Lucart to make it eight to one so basically not get shut out but then after that Bradfield in the eighth inning double or single in the right or on the for the right side or that was just weird all right so never mind all right so or single to score Keegan to make it 9 to 1 and then Rodriguez hit by pitch with the bases loaded in the 8th inning to score uh Bradfield Jr or Bradfield Jr 10 to 1 and then Thomas scored a single in the 8th inning to score Young and Hewitt to make it 12 to 1 Vanderbilt and then after that Kolek doubled into right center field in the 8th inning to score Thomas and Rodriguez to make it 14 to 1 Vanderbilt that's where your final score would stand and after that after game one of a doubleheader, Vanderbilt or uh, Wright State is 0 and 1 to start the year. So, not great. Nope, 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 nope. Nope. All right. Then they played game two uh, against Vanderbilt. And then after that, or, and then same thing in this game. But this time, Jack Leiter, son of former MLB pitcher Al Leiter, and, uh, who's also on MLB Network as analysis. Uh, Jack Leiter basically was just wheeling, and at one point he was throwing a no hitter. He basically, and at at the end he did give up two hits, but after that, that was just all they just gave up. As Jack Leiter, as Wright State once again could not get uh, any or could not answer to what Jack Leiter was doing. Wright State ended up losing this game one nothing. Your only scoring play was uh, Bolger. Uh, was out at first place in a fielder's choice that scored up Bradfield or Bradfield Jr. to make it one nothing Vanderbilt. That's where your final score would stand in the fifth inning. So that's about it. Yeah. After that, Wright State is zero and two. So nope, nope, they are not doing so hot. All right. So yeah, poop. So yeah, so not doing so hot. All right. All right, let's see how much time I got left in this segment. Can we go over a little bit more? All right. Then Chelsea football played on Tuesday their first uh, leg in the round of 16 against uh, – or round of 16 of the UEFA uh, Champions League uh, tournament against uh, Athlet- or Atletico Madrid. And I got to say they were able to win this one in the first game of this one, 1-0 against – Atletico Madrid. So they basically take this the first leg of this uh, round of 16. So very good. Very good. Very good. Awesome. Let's see who got that lone goal for old for the old blues. All right. It was. All right. I didn't know. Oh, it was uh, Oliver Giroud. Man, he's having a season in the 68th minute. All right. Awesome. Very good. Attaway Giroud. 
turn away. Awesome. Very good. All right. And then their next game is tomorrow at 1030 against uh, Man United. Ooh, that might be a tough one. Huh. Might be a tough one. But uh, the last time they played, they won. Um, so. All right. So very. All right. So let's see. Where are they at in the standings so far? They are uh, fifth in the standings in the English Premier League. 12 wins, seven draws, and six ties, 43 points. And in first place is still Man City with 62. Although right behind them is Man United and Leicester and then uh, West Ham United. So, yeah, so that's it for Chelsea football. Let's see. So the Celtics. uh, So before we get into the game of Tuesday night against the Mavericks, there is some good news for the Celtics. So they did. So the NBA did uh, vote on, uh, or did announce their reserve players for both the East and the West, and it looks like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum did crack the list, and they will be all and they will be all stars for the 2021 NBA All Star Game. So very good. Uh, I did hear some news today because of Kevin Durant being out and probably will miss the All Star Game. It looks like Jason Tatum will uh, start for uh, Kevin Durant who are, uh, if uh, for the East. And uh, Dante Sabonis will uh, take uh, Kevin Durant's spot on the roster. Dante Sabonis is uh, an Indiana Pacers player. He almost became a Celtic at one point a few times, but didn't happen. He's still an Indiana Pacer. He's still an Indiana Pacer. All right. Then the Celtics, as we said, took on the Mavericks in um, – in Dallas, and it almost kind of looked like that the Celtics were going to try to do, at least in the last four minutes of the game, do kind of like what New Orleans did to them on Sunday night. But Luka Doncic once again basically came to the rescue for the Mavericks and hit two daggers, especially a game winner in the final seconds of the game. As the Celtics once again have lost two in a row, they are now at this point a five under 500 team. 15 and 16. So as they lose 110 to 107 to the Mavericks. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I mean, don't you kind of have to consider? I mean, seriously, maybe the Celtics team might not be as good as we thought they were. I mean, at least be a third seed. I'm just worried they might not even make the postseason. That's my fear. I feel like the maybe the postseason streak might come to an end. That really does suck. Where have we gone since 2008? Where have we gone since the 80s? I mean, seriously, apart from 2008, I mean, we've kind of been like a shell of our former selves, and that that really kind of stinks. All right, my top performer in points, it was uh, Jalen Brown with 29, Jason Tatum with 28, Kemba Walker with 21, then after that, nobody cracked double digits. All right, and then semi X. But I will say Semi Ojale and Tristan Thompson were basically um, my kind of top performers. At least tied for fourth with eight points. But after that, yeah, 15 and 16. Ugh. So not great. Not great at all. All right. I'm even going to try to get to the 25th or 29th minute. All right. What do you say? All right. So Celtic or, well, Celtic football. Hmm. Because I kind of do want to talk a little bit more about this. Oh, maybe we can go to break. We could probably go to break now. 
All right, we'll go a break. All right, we are back. So Celtic football fans, you've already heard the news of this week. On Wednesday, Celtic football got the news that Neil Lennon, manager of the team, if American fans, you don't even know, that means at that term, that means head coach or, yeah, basically the head honcho field manager has resigned as the club's manager and effective immediate. It looks like um, interim manager John Kennedy will take over at least for the rest of the season for uh, Cel- or for uh, Celtics, so for Neil Lennon. So the Neil Lennon error is over. Two hundred and thirty-six wins, forty-four draws, fifty-five losses, five Scottish League championships, four Scottish Cups, and one uh and one uh, one league or a Scottish League Cup, and then no European titles. Yeah. Oh, I mean, at the same time, what are my opinions about Neil Lennon? Uh, I mean, it's a little hard. I mean, I really can't give an opinion because I really know not a lot about foot or soccer or football. Mainly just because, I mean, I try to at least try to listen and pay attention and kind of just give my and make my own opinions a little bit. I mean, but I can kind of see where a lot of maybe Celtic football fans might get getting tired by just like maybe a little bit. Of, I've heard of a stubbornness too. With some of like uh, the players and management too, but at the same time, you can't argue with the guy's success. I mean, I actually saw that it was actually better than uh Brendan Rodgers' uh, record. I mean, nothing taken away from Brendan Rodgers. I still like the guy too, but at the same time, I mean, I feel like Neil Lennon had a better career in or for Celtic football than I feel like Brendan Rod- Rodgers. But this year was a really toll on him too, like mentally too, and from the fans of saying, "What have you done for me lately?" That was kind of the deal, and that's kind of was kind of the deal with uh, Frank Lampard for uh, Chelsea football. His the guy, and the same guy too, kind of like Neil Lennon. Both players played for uh, Celtic and Chelsea respectively. Um, I didn't even know Neil Lennon was a player for Celtic. That was pretty neat. Yeah, I, I didn't know that about the dude, but yeah. So both of them, and then later become coach head coaches or managers for those teams. And I feel like Neil Lennon had a better like a uh, uh, stint as a manager than Frank Lampard did for uh, Chelsea. But yeah, I mean, at least the guy won like some took some hardware home with them. Yeah, but it's kind of the same thing. What have you done for me lately? And for both, uh, what have you done for me lately? And that was kind of and that kind of took a toll on the guy where I can't do this anymore. So he decided to step down this week. The Neil Lennon era is over. It'll be interesting to know who might be taking over after John Kennedy's stench after this season. Because speaking of which, the season might be coming to an end pretty soon. I think I feel like they have a few more games left, but I could be wrong. Hold on. Let's go to Celtic. Their actual site, not ESPN. I feel like all right, here we are. Celtic football. The actual site. All right. Fixtures. Here we go. Come on now. Come on, now. Let's go. All right. Yeah, they only got two games left in March. Away against Dundee United and uh, home against Rangers. Hmm. And then after that, that's the end of the season. I think at this rate, I feel like Celtic football, I feel like their 10 in a row is going to come to an end at least. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, I don't see Rangers ever losing. So it looks like your 
Scottish Premier League champion for 2020-2021 are Rangers. <laughs> yep, nope, I'm not happy about that. But still, I mean, what are you going to do at this point? I mean, that's that. I would give credit where it's Rangers are having a pretty good season. I feel like, have they lost a game so far this year in the, in the Scottish Premier League? Have they lost a game? They still haven't lost a game. Wow. So they're probably going to go undefeated. Wow. wonder if that's a record. Huh. Yeah, I don't think I don't think we're catching up to Rangers. Ugh. So a reign has come to an end. I mean, they're kind of like the Patriots in a way, Celtic football. I mean, at least a uh, winning title after title. I mean, seriously. And the streak is coming to an end. But will they rebound and come back? I think so. I feel like I feel like they'll rebound and come back. Maybe not this year, but maybe next year. But we'll see. All right. But we'll get in the standings real quickly after that. And then the Boston Celtics release or the NBA released their second half of the sketch or second half of the season on Wednesday. Um, we won't go too much in the detail on this, but news there. It will start on November or March eleventh against uh, Brooklyn in Brooklyn against the Brooklyn Nets, and then it will end against on uh, May the sixteenth against the New York Knicks. Hopefully, that won't be the last game for the Celtics this season. Hopefully, there'll still be some basketball after this game or after this game on the sixteenth. But we'll see. We'll see if the Celtics can bounce back after this. And then on Wednesday night, they took on the Atlanta Hawks in Atlanta. And then there's not much to go over. Right from the get-go, the Atlanta Hawks just basically just steamrolled over the Boston Celtics. Trey Young, who as was playing as a pissed-off Trey Young because he missed out or got snubbed as a, re or a reserve for the All-Star game for the East. So he was basically just playing mad, especially in the first uh, quarter of the game. Boston Celtics ended up losing this one 127 to 112. <laughs> yeah, it was basically a blowout to the point where we basically just called the bench Bob in and they basically played after that. So we basically got Taco Fall and all those guys out. Yep. So everybody got to play today except the people who were injured. Yeah. Or got to play on this day's except the people who got injured. Yeah. All right. So my top performer in this game was. Jalen Brown with 17, Jeff Teague with 14, and then basically a freeway tie between uh four, uh between both team or both all three players had uh 13 points. Jason Tatum, Tristan Thompson, and off the bench Aaron Neesmith. I think that might be a career high. Wow! So he broke his career high, Aaron Neesmith. Yeah. And at this point, the Celtics are two games below 500, 15 and 17. Not great. Nope, 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 nope. Yeah, we're just, I don't know what is going on with this season so far. But good news on uh, Thursday, it looks like, at least in the state of Massachusetts, it looks like uh, starting on March the 22nd uh, with the Bruins playing, um, let's see, on. Are they playing on the 22nd? All right. Starting on the 22nd, looks like news that came out that Governor Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker has announced that starting on March the 22nd, all 
Boston sports venues will allow fans back into the arenas, but in limited capacity. So the Bruins will have fans starting on March the 23rd, and then the Celtics will have fans. Hold on. See what their schedule. Yeah. Starting on uh, March. Oh, no, 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 no. That's way. No, no. All right. Starting on March the 29th against the New Orleans Pelicans, and then on opening day against the Red Sox, or with the Red Sox against them or against the Baltimore Orioles at Fenway Park. And then Gillette Stadium for the Patriots will start when uh the fall season starts for the Patriots. All right. So though so fans are coming back into the stands, but in limited capacities in the state of Massachusetts and New England. Or at least in Massachusetts, at least. Well, all four of the Boston sports teams are in Massachusetts. I know the Patriots are kind of called the New England Patriots, but they are located in Massachusetts. They're in a town, literally Southwest of Boston, basically in uh, Foxborough, Massachusetts. So, so this is good news, very good news. Yeah, which kind of stinks now because we decided now this year we will not be going to or my family will not be going down or up to Massachusetts, but instead we will have a vacation, but it's not going to be in Massachusetts or in Cape Cod. It's looking like it's going to be in Michigan, mainly because of. They kind of want to wait until all this COVID stuff actually ends before we really, yeah, go up to something like Boston, stuff like that. Then Gonzaga on Thursday night took on uh, Santa Clara, and it was kind of a little bit of a tough game. But in the end, Gonzaga still remained undefeated, 23-0, as they took out Santa Clara, finally finally, uh, playing them and beating them, 89-75. Awesome. Very good. Very good. All right. So let's see. My top performer. All right. So my top performers were, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. All right. Were um, Corey Kispert with uh, 25, then Drew Timmy with uh, 18 points. Timmy! Jalen Suggs with 13 points. Uh, Joe IA with 11 points and then Aaron Cook with 10 points. I knew an Aaron Cook. I uh, was a teammate with an Aaron Cook with a uh, Harlem baseball. Yeah. Old shortstop from old uh, Littleton, Colorado. Yeah. Old Aaron Cook. Yeah. Who's uh, I think a high school coach was a uh, Terry Shumpert who was Mookie Betts's uh Mookie Betts uncle and who played for the Red Sox at one point. Terry Shumpert. Yeah. Yeah, a little interesting fact there. You did not know that, but you now know now. Yeah. All right, and then, as I said, Gonzaga is still ranked number one in the land. They are 14-0 in their conference and still leading their conference right now, so very good. And they do play tonight, as I said, at 9 o'clock uh, Central Time, whatever time you live in, on ESPN against uh, Lyle Marymount. Um, so that's this, this is the regular season finale until uh, the postseason starts. So very good, so awesome. Yeah, try to end the season on a right note, or at least the regular season on a right note. Yeah, awesome. Let's go. Very good, very good. Awesome. All right, so let's see. And then other news, let's see. Bruins on Thursday night took on the Islanders, and this is where I said, hold on to your bridges here with the Bruins because we might not be talking some great news about uh, the Bruins 
So they play the Islanders in New York City against, uh, I think, Brooklyn or Long Island. And I got to say, they did not play pretty good. They basically just got the shit kicked out of them. As they end up losing this one to the Islanders, 7-2. to two. Yuck. Yeah. Let's go over it, shall we? All right. Let's see. All right. No, that's not it. No, no, no. All right, so here we are. Box source from the beginning. So right from the get-go, Nick Ritchie got a goal for the Bruins to make it one nothing. Bees, and then uh, the Islanders tied it up 1-1 uh, after that, and then another goal by a Brazzle. To make it two to one Islanders after the first period. Then the second period, Craig Smith got a goal to tie it up for the Bruins, two two in the second period, and that's where the score would stand in the second period. Then the third period was just basically all Islanders after that, five goals after that. And then after your final score, seven to two Islanders. Yeah. They seem to not really be able to beat the Islanders for some reason. I don't know what it is, but. I don't know. It just, it's really, they have a hard time, especially in regulation, beating them in regulation. Wow. All right. So after this game, the Bruins are 11, 4, and 2. So 11 wins, 4 losses, and 2 ties. Yuck. Not great. And they will play again the next night, but we'll get into that in a little bit. All right. So Wright State played against uh, Alabama in Tuscaloosa. So let's get into that game, shall we? All right, so they end up playing Alabama and a little bit of a better offensive performance, but in the end, Alabama just was just too much for them as your final score, Alabama 4, Wright State, or Alabama 8, Wright State 4. All right, so Alabama 8, Wright State 4. All right, we got that right, okay. So let's get into the scoring summary. So Wilson homered right from the get-go in the first inning to make it 1-0 Alabama, Crimson Tide. And then Alders had, or Older, Alex Alders for Wright State had a homer to tie it up in the second inning, uh, 1-1. And then Hammeter doubled down the or doubled down the right field line for Alabama. Denton scores to make it 2-1 Alabama, Crimson Tide. Rose reaches on a fielder's choice. Um, second base, two score Hamters to make it three to one Alabama. Then Denton homered into left field to make it four to one Alabama in the fourth inning. And then another one in the fourth inning off of Reeves to make it five to one. And then the fourth inning with bases loaded, uh, Williamson walks in a run. Jarvis scores to make it six to one uh, Alabama. And then Rose or Rose doubled down or, or doubled down uh, or ground into or hit a ground roll double to score Hamter to make it seven to one Alabama. And then Sass uh, had a sack fly for Wright State to score uh, Zane Harris to make it seven to two uh, Alabama. And then Greenwall sco- scored on a wild pitch from Ferd in the seventh inning to make it seven three. So. Wright State's kind of chipping away at the win or chipping away at the lead. And then again, the seventh inning, Quincy Adams reaches on a fielding or throwing error to score uh, 
to score a K or a pollute or K Paluto to make it seven to four. But then Rose hits a sack fly or Rose hits a sack fly for Alabama to score Hampters eight to no, or eight to four. That's your winning run. Alabama ends up winning eight to four. And Wright State at this point are three and O. Let's see how they are in the standings. All right. Uh, I can just look on uh, college baseball or D1 baseball to see what their standings are. All right. They – oh, no, 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 no. Horizon week. So they're not ranked right now, but in the Horizon, re- Her- Her- Horizon League, they are in last place with an 0-3 record. They are playing Alabama today, a doubleheader, because – once again, weather is now permitting, or now it weather is not permitting on for Sunday, so they are playing a doubleheader today to finish off the series. Let's see how. Uh, let's see. They're on the bottom of the seventh now, and they're leading, so they could get their first win of the season in the bottom of the seventh inning. Awesome! So seven to five, they're leading seven to five in the bottom of the seventh. So awesome, very good, very good, awesome. So we might get be getting the first. Right State baseball win for the Royal Rooters podcast. But let's not jinx anything. I'm, I'll be mad if we jinx this one. Oh, we jinx this. Wow. What an idiot. Well, they do have – Alabama does have a runner on first. So, ugh. yeah, not great. Great, Tommy. <laughs> All, right. All right, and then the Bruins on Friday night played against the New York Rangers at Madison Square Garden. That's not the real garden. That's a that is a knockoff garden. Yeah, kind of like a knockoff brand cereal. Nope, it's not the same. All right, as they took on the Rangers in Madison Square or MSG, and once again, after four, in the last forty-two hours or forty or forty-eight hours, the Bruins have been outscored in the or outscored thirteen to four. And they lose again in another blowout loss to the Rangers, six to two. <sighs> what has happened to the Bruins so far? I mean, I mean, it's like that meme. I've been seeing a lot of these on Twitter too. Like, um, it shows one picture of the Bruins, um, before the whole kind of like a lap or after a Lake Tahoe or Lake Tahoe, and it looks like it's just a ferocious grizzly bear just like mauling up. Uh, mauling uh, um, or one showed like a mauling grizzly bear trying to devour uh, devour like a prey and stuff like that. And then after that, it shows like a fat Winnie the Pooh. So I don't know what's going on with the Bruins, but they really got figured this out. Come on now, come on, bees. All right, so let's go into the game summary of the game. So the beginning, uh, the Rangers got on the board first in the first period to make it one nothing Rangers. Then two nothing Rangers in the second period, right from the get go, uh, a strong goal to make it two nothing. Then Patrice Bergeron uh, denied the shutout for the Rangers as he got on the or got the Bruins on the board with a goal with 4:02 into the second period to make it two to one Rangers. And then after that, to finish off the second period, two unanswered goals by the Rangers to make it four to one New York. Then in the third period, this is where kind of blowout began. After that, for the begin or the begin with the Ranger or Rangers basically just scored two unanswered goals in the first three minute or first four minutes of the third period to make it six to one. And then Brad Marchand did get that one 
dent of in the armor goal in basically seven minutes and 51 seconds into the third period, but it it wasn't enough as the Bruins lose to the Rangers 6-2. to two. And at this time, and right now, they are now 11-5-2, 11 wins, five losses, and two overtime losses. And now they are in second place in the East right now. They were in first place in the East the division right now, but now they are not. Nope, they are not. They are now in second place. Wow. How does a 48-hour span really change everything? How? 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 Maybe it's just a time off from being playing Lake Tahoe for a first day. I don't know. Maybe that might be the case. All right. Then Boston College uh, played one more regular season game against UMass or against UMass, and they end up losing this one in overtime to UMass or against the Minutemen, uh, three to two in a at a or at Kelly Rink or at Boston or a Chestnut Hill. So yeah, not great. All right. So right now they are now or so here we are. So be so in the second period, Matt or Mike Harden or Hardman got a goal for the Eagles to make it one nothing BC. Then another goal in the second period by uh, Jack McBain to make it two nothing or two nothing Eagles. And then after that, it was just basically after being down in being down two nothing, the Minutemen just came storming back as they got a goal in the second period to uh, end the second period or late in the second period. And then in the third period, they tied up 2-2 with literally time winding down. And then going overtime, they got the win, a free two overtime win, literally right from the get-go of the right with like literally, is it time winding down? Or like uh, literally uh, right from the beginning of the overtime. Uh, Yeah, UMass ended up winning 3-2. That's not great. Nope. That's not how you want to end the regular season. All right. So after that, so the Eagles are 15-4-1, so 15 wins, four losses, and one uh, tie. Now let's see how they are doing. So in the hockey – oh, no, no, no. So – Let's see, NCAA hockey rankings. Here we are. So here we are, hockey rankings. Now, hockey rankings. Dumb. D one hockey rankings. Here we are. All right. Sorry about this. We should have been a little bit more prepared. All right. So here we are. Men's. No. No. No, that's not what we want. NCAA. So Boston College is still ranked number one in the land. So awesome. Very good. Awesome. Yeah, but they haven't updated the loss yet. So So right behind them is North Dakota. And what does that put them in the conference so far? Because that kind of is a little bit important for uh, the hockey tournament that's coming up this week. Because they will get a bye no matter what, but I'm just wondering where they would uh be ranked in. Uh, I hate how Yahoo does this. All right, hockey standings. Here we, here we are. All right. So let's see. 
Still in the hockey East. They are still, yeah, they are number one or uh, leading the conference right now with a uh, 14-4 and one record. So very good. Awesome. Or at least the loss, yeah. But right behind them is UMass. So, so who's the worst? Vermont. Wow, one and eight. They haven't won. A, they only won one game. Wow, what a crash! What a shame. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. So that is it for. All right. So and then the Celtics took on the Pacers. In Boston, so they are back home after the road trip where they ended up 0-3. And it looked like from the beginning, it did look from, from the beginning that the that the Celtics were going to start once again, start off bad, and looked like uh, Friday night was not going to be a great night for the Royal Rooters. But thankfully for Kemba Walker, beginning in the in, or beginning in the first quarter where they were down 18-4 by eight in the four by yes eight in the four you did read you did hear me right eight in the four down by 14 Campbell Walker basically single-handedly brought the Celtics back from the dead and basically got them their first win in three games although the Patriots did kind of make it a little interesting up until the end but Celtics ended up holding on for the win they end up winning 118 to 112 in front of an empty empty TD garden I was just kind of thinking, imagine if they were down 18 to 4 in the first quarter, what would you have been hearing in the TD Garden? You have been hearing this. Yeah, because they would not have allowed that to happen unanswered. All right. All right. So awesome. They got a win. So the three game losing streak is over. They are now 16 and 17. All right. Let's go over the box scores, shall we? All right, so my top performer um, was Campbell Walker with 23 points. Then it was uh, Daniel Tice with 17. Then Jalen Brown with 15. And then tied for, for with uh, with 14 points was Robert Williams III and uh, Jeff T. I mean, Robert Williams III, I mean, he did have a double-double night. So so he did have uh, 14 uh, points, 11 rebounds. So all right, pretty good night from all the – or a Time Lord, yeah, from old Time Lord. Chase yeah. or Jason Tatum did not have a good night tonight, or in this game. Wow, nine points, nine rebounds. Wow, he did not crack crack double. Is that the first time he's not cracked double digits in points since being a Celtic? I mean, I, we would have to look that up. I mean, wow, and probably maybe his worst night of his career. So it's good to see the Celtics win. Awesome. Very good. All right. Then Celtic football this morning took on Aberdeen, and they end up getting a win for uh, John Candy in his kind of short little stint as they win in Celtic Park 1-0 against Aberdeen. Awesome. Very good. All right. So who was that lone goal? It looks like it was a Esson or uh, Osdon Edward, he got the only goal for Celtic right from the beginning. Let's go over it. All right, let's see. So I, so yeah, I was right. Uh, Edward got a goal in the eighth minute of the game, so right from the beginning, one nil Celtic. And then after that, it was just basically just yeah, going in strides. Um, Aberdeen didn't get a goal, and Celtic ended up winning one nil. 
So although right now it doesn't really help them out in the standings, since I think at this point I think Rangers are probably going to win it. Since they only have two games left, I think Rangers are going to win it. So, yes, pretty much so. Yeah, they're now in second place with 67 points and behind, and who are behind Rangers, who have not lost the game, as I said, so far, and have 82 points. So they probably are probably going to win it. They probably are, yeah. So that's it. I think that's it for uh, news and scores of the week. Hold on. Let's see how uh, Wright State's doing right now. Because if nothing else, if we can't, so if, We'll see right now if they're they're still playing this game. Then we'll just wait until uh, next week to talk about it. All right, and they're on the bot or top of the eighth inning. They're up seven to five still, and um, um, or, uh, Con or Connor Plato is up to play for uh, Wright State. All right, so he is a uh, one for two today. So awesome, two RBIs, and uh, he did strike out once. All right, so a pretty good day from him. Awesome. So awesome. Very good. All right. Let's go. To, and then uh, we'll go to break and then come back and talk about what we've been watching lately. And then um, uh, talk about fancy uh, sports and then wrap it up for the day. All right. So we are back to uh, wrap the show. So what we've been watching lately. So we basically uh, watched season or episode two of uh, season one of the morning show, which is on Apple TV. It's uh has a, Jennifer Anson, Reese Witherspoon, and uh, Steve Carell for a little bit too. Uh, if you don't already know by now, so Steve Carell's character is like the male, like this is like a kind of morning show in New York. So Steve Carell's character gets let go by uh, the network because set or a uh, sexual allegation or sexual harassment allegations and stuff like that. Maybe some predatorial stuff of his character came out like in the beginning of the first episode. So they let him go, and like now they're kind of trying to figure out who uh, his replacement should be. And it's kind of now kind of looking like in this episode, kind of looking like I think at the end of the episode, it's a little bit of spoiler alert, it looks like uh, Reese Witherspoon's character does kind of get like a um, the nod, although it was like announced at like a kind of like dinner function um, by Jennifer Aniston's character. So yeah. Then we watch uh, season two of Mr. Iglesias, which is Gabriel Iglesias' uh, show where he's a teacher in a school in California. And now, so this, in this episode, the summer has is kind of starting to wind down. Summer school is starting to end. Uh, so they're coming back to school. But then they, uh, his students have to be uh, tested on how, like, what to kind of prove that they kind of do deserve another shot at uh, for or for the next semester or the coming school year. So, um, yeah, so they get a shot. So that's kind of what the whole episode is about, like, kind of, like, trying to present, make their case and present, uh, like, make presentations of what they've learned or what, what topic they learned from uh, or Mr. Inglacius. And it's kind of like, yeah, so it's kind of – that episode was kind of funny. That was – yeah, season two, that was pretty funny. Then Mystic Quest, it's kind of like um, – it's like a video game company show. Finished season two. Um, pretty good. I mean, pretty funny a little bit too. <laughs> yeah. Then Norseman, the season two of that was hilarious. That episode was hilarious. I mean, watch it. I mean, it's on Netflix. And Norseman is about basically, it's kind of like a comedy of uh, Vikings and stuff like that. It's pretty funny. Like, what? 
watch it. I rec- highly recommend. Then we watched uh, season two of or uh, not or uh, episode two of uh, the Outer Banks season one. So pretty neat. I do kind of like that sh- show, with John B. Yeah, John B. So they're kind of starting to figure out what happened to his dad now because he's been missing for almost like weeks and months, and they're kind of concerned he's probably dead. And they found the compass, and then everybody's trying to get that compass and stuff like that. Like it's starting to look like, yeah, everybody wants that compass. That compass has some bearing or something like that. Yeah. So that's it. So currently, so next time we start, we're gonna watch season two. Or may not see our episode. Why do I keep calling it season? Yeah. Episode two of season one of the Ozarks. That's the um, show with uh, John Bateman in it. Yeah, and uh, Laura or uh, Laura Lenny. So yeah, and yeah. Look at the next shows. Yeah, Paradise PD, Pinky Blinders. Yeah. Huh. We got we kind of got a good kind of got a good nick nick or good week next week. Huh. Awesome. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. So let's get into fantasy and then we'll just wrap up the show. All right. So update. So ESPN fantasy. So tonight, um, I am going to draft a. Uh, uh, my last team for uh, ESPN uh, Fantasy Baseball, that's the Fenway Refugees. I had the, I had to leave the league I was leaving or um, I joined recently or previous or uh, originally and then had to join a new league and we're drafting tonight at like 10.30 or so because today, this morning, I had to go get uh, my car washed and stuff like that since the snow is starting to melt and starting to look warmer and nice out now. Um, it was kind of a good time to kind of like get all that snow and ice and all that salt off my new car. So I had to push it back because we kind of went like nine free and that would have like conflicted with the draft. Cause you know me, I not want to have an auto draft team. No, no. I want to have a team where I decide who will be on my team. Not what some stupid computer wants me to have. Although I did... Kind of technically halfway had one team get auto-drafted, and I don't think I'm doing fine. I mean, why well, I am losing, so let's get into that. All right, so um, this the team I'm talking about right now for uh, ESPN Basketball are the McMen. They are currently 8-1 right now and are currently losing to Golden State Dynasty 1,008-934. Nope, that's not going to do it. Yeah, so they might be eight and two after this weekend. Nope, that's not gonna fly. All right, and then Caillou's annoying. They are currently seven and two right now, and are currently beating Dallas Internationals nine or nine hundred forty-two to eight hundred thirty-eight. So awesome, very good, awesome. So they'll be eight and two. All right, then go up for glory. Uh, they are currently uh, losing to Trade D team 704 to 563. So not great. And they're on two game losing streak. Ugh. Five and four. Ugh. They are five and four right now. And on two game losing streak. Man, had high hopes for this team. And then uh, Boston Toms, they are currently five and four right now and are currently beating, pardon my language, with this team's a. Uh, Flight's favorite efforts, 
942 to 792. So awesome. Very good. Well, this team's on a three-game losing streak, so should be an easy win. Awesome. Should be. Should be. Nah, we don't live in should be land. We should we live in reality, Billy. <laughs> All right. Stan Marsh. They are currently losing the team of Los Tigers. Uh, 1,271 to 934. They're, they are a uh, 5-4 right now, or 4-5 and five right now, and on a free game win streak, but that looks like that win streak might come to an end, and this team is undefeated. The team they're playing, 9-0. Uh, <laughs> Who are they got on their team, anyway? Do we know? Here we are, matchups. Oh, oh, whoa. Yeah, well, they have LeBron James. Uh, well, figures. Oh, they do have a uh, Giannis into the Kupo. That that's probably the reason why they got Giannis on their team. They got the Greek freak on their team. Okay. <laughs> All right, and then the boys of the old brigade. They are five and four right now, and they're it's kind of looking like they could get back in the win column this week as they're beating Team O'Hare seven hundred ninety five to six hundred ninety seven or seven hundred ninety seven to six hundred ninety seven. All right, so they're leading by hundred points. Awesome, very good. So that's it for ESPN basketball fantasy. Let's see uh, how hockey fantasy is doing for ESPN. All right. So the Tyrone Biggums, they are now 4-2 right now and are currently losing to Team Spear or or Team Schaefer 67.70 to 64.2. Yeah. Yeah, so they might lose two in a row if they don't get their shit together. Yeah. All right. All right, so the Boston Toms, they are currently 4-2 right now, and in the same situation as uh, Tyrone Biggums, they are currently losing to uh, New York's Laffy Taffies. What a name. Uh, 59 to 44.6. So they're kind of in the same, same situation, too. They could lose two in a row. Man, they're going to give this team their first win of the season. Wow. What is what what what's going on? All right. All right. <clears throat> so Kyle Broflosky. They're free and three right now on a two-game losing streak, and this is probably going to be free and low. They are losing to get this. This is the name Skullhead or Skullhead Canadian flag, American flag, or Leaf Cash Money and dollar and question mark eighty-five point nine to fifty-four points. Oh, what a very nice name! What a very emoji-friendly name! <laughs> what a very emoji-friendly name! Wow. All right, and the boys of Kermichael, they are currently uh, three and three right now. But it looks like they're going to be probably get back in the win column as they're leading Team Jacobson, seven three point eight to forty eight point eight. Awesome, very good. And right now, uh, ESPN Baseball, as we said, they're still they're still waiting for the regular season, which will probably start, uh, which will start on April the first. So as of now, they will start on April the first. Okay, awesome. All right. So nothing to report there. And we won't go over the ESPN team's uh, breakdown just yet until after tonight's draft. Yeah. So probably not until next week or next time we record. We probably aren't going to record next week. I'm probably going to take a week off next week. So, yeah. All right, so ESP or so that's it for ESPN fantasy. Let's go into Yahoo fantasy. So Yahoo basketball fantasy. So let's see. 
All right. So it's South Park Warriors. They are seven and two right now, and they are currently losing to. Holy poop! Look at this team's name. This is so in Russian. All right, Russian weird Russian Nava Nevnik team six to three. So they're losing to this team six to three. Whatever, whatever the name of this team is, six to three. And yeah, wow. All right, so they'll probably be eight two and eight to start or two and eight uh, so far this year. And then KG's the goat. They are four and, or five and four right now, and they are now currently losing to. Brooklyn Knights, 768.30 to 692.10. Ugh. What, what's happening with KG's to go? I had so much high hopes going into this, or so far. They started off really high, and now they're kind of starting to fall off a little bit. What is going on? A lot of it has to do with injuries and kind of like COVID and stuff like that. It's just, yeah. Compos Ferrets, they are... 5-0-4, oh, so five wins, zero losses, and four or four ties. All right. And they are currently beating Connie's rad team 8-1. to one. So they will probably be 6-4 and four by the next time we talk, or maybe more. Awesome. Very good. Very good. All right. The Ringer NBA team, they are currently um, – Five, three, and one. So five wins, three losses, and one tie. And but they're currently losing the Sammy Superb team seven to four or seven to five. Ugh. Yuck. All right. And then Podrick Pierce, named after the famous Easter Rising leader, Podrick Pierce or Patrick Pierce. Uh Podrick is like Gaelic or Gaelic for Patrick. Yeah. So they are three and six so far this year. And are currently beating uh, Franklin's team two or one thousand two hundred forty nine point seventy five to one thousand one hundred seventy four point ninety, and they are projected to win. They kind of been bouncing back a little bit too. Awesome, very good. They've been winning like if they hold off for this week, they'll win. They have won four in a row so far after being down zero and six. Very good. Very impressed. All right. Then uh, average Joes, they are currently uh, six or three and six so far, and they are now winning against uh, Louisiana Pelicans, one thousand four hundred twenty-one to nine hundred seventy-one point seventy-five. Awesome, and they are projected to win. All right, awesome, very good, very good. All right, so here we are. Or Yahoo Fancy Hockey. All right, so Charles ago they are now two, three, or two and three. And they are currently losing to Roast Pork 5-2. to two. What a very original name. Wow! How original! <laughs> very original name. All right. All right. Channel 4 News or Channel 4 News team. They are now 3-2 and two so far this year. And now they are beating uh, Flying High 8-2. All right. So they might be 4-2 or maybe more next time we talk. Sean McDermott or Sean McDermott in Gaelic. McDermott, I think it's like it's like McDermott in uh Gaelic. Sean McDermott, they are four and one right now, and but they're currently losing the Blades of Steel six to four. Ugh, not great. So they might get be four and two or or something like that by next time we talk. All right, and then the Spitting Chicklets, they are now five and zero oh right now, and they are currently beating uh. 
Ryan's quality team, seven to two. All right, awesome. Very good. Wow, way, way to go, Spitting Chicklets. And that's named after the Barstool Hockey Podcast. Uh, that's on Barstool Sports. Yeah, Spitting Chicklets. Awesome. And then Yahoo Fantasy, we won't go too much into detail because A, season hasn't started yet. Won't start until April the 1st. All right. Awesome. Very good. So that's it for fantasy. We are done. All right, let's go see how we're doing so far for Wright State. We probably won't go. We probably won't talk about it this week. All right, they're in the bottom of the eight. They're still up uh, seven to five or seven to five, one out, but they have runners on, or Alabama has have runners on second and third. Ugh, not great. Austin Klein, yeah, 1.1 innings pitch. He only gave up one hit. He's walked two, but has struck out three. Yeah. Yeah. They probably might give up a run. Hopefully, they don't get, tie this game up. Yeah. All right. So, that's it. It's a very good week. All right. Some highs, some lows, but we got through it. Yeah, it's really looking nice now. Spring is starting to show up. Then Red Sox baseball will start playing spring training games. We won't go too much in the details, uh, game summary or scoring-wise, just because, you know what, it's the preseason. Who gives a crap, really? Because it's preseason. Who really gives a crap? We won't go too much in the score summary details until when the regular season starts. But, yeah, it is starting to look like baseball is starting to come back. Yeah. Okay, everything's starting to come back. Fans are starting to come back into the stadiums. Looks like we might be returning some normalcy pretty soon. Yeah. Things are starting to look a little bit up. Yeah. All right. Anything else? I think we're good. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for this opportunity to share. Keep doing what I love. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple iTunes. Give us a five-star review if you can. Follow the show on Twitter at or at a Podcast Royal. And then follow my personal Twitter page at junkyarddog underscore 92. We will have that in the details of the episode. And then follow the show on Instagram at Celtics underscore or at, no, at uh, Royal Rooters 1992. Yeah, we'll have that in the details of the episode. Then follow the show on TikTok at uh, Royal Rooters 91792. And then follow the show on Spotify, Apple, Google, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast and Radio Public, and Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast from, doesn't matter to us. And with that being said, I believe that will about do it. All right, see you guys in a couple weeks. Banyana. Yeah, that's what we said. We are going to um, take a week, next week, next week, next week off. I can't talk. All right, Banyana. Which you ain't really sleep well. You ever feel like your train of thoughts been derailed? That's when you press on, lean in. Half the population just waiting to see me fail. Yeah, right, you better off trying to freeze hell. <laughs> Some of us do it for the females, and others do it for the retail. But I do it for the kids, life through the tower and on. Every time you fall, it's only making your chin strong. 
And I'll be in your corner like Big Baby till the end of when you hear a song from that big lady. Until the referee rings the bell. Until both your eyes start to swell. Until the crowd goes home. What we gon' do now? Give them hell. And you should never have your head down. Six foot five, 220 pounds. Hailing for rock bottom, Louisville, nothing to Textbook version of the kid going nowhere fast. And now I'm yelling, kiss my ass. It's gonna take a couple right hooks, a few left jabs. For you to recognize you really ain't got it back. Until the referee rings the bell. Until both your eyes start to swell. Until the crowd goes home. What we gonna do, y'all? Give them hell. Let's go get Ferris. You all are still here? Yeah, come on. Come on now. It's time to go home. It is the weekend. Yeah, seriously, I want to get the viewers day off. No free ads. No. No. Oh, I kind of. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. Huh. Thank <laughs> you.
You still here? It's over. Go home. Yeah, go home. All of you. <sighs> go. Get out. <sighs>